1: Our mission is to reduce the fear and anxiety that breast cancer patients feel and replace it with hope and a path toward thriving. This podcast is about our experiences with breast cancer and life after as young survivors and moms. Ask me how I'm feeling. (laughs) How are you feeling? So much better. I'm talking about my shingles. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I Beth, think now Beth that Beth
0: had uh, an attack.
1: Oh my gosh. Like, seriously. <laughs> so, if anybody's listening, my body Hopefully responds. Hopefully, people listening. <laughs> <laughs> anybody out there? <laughs> uh, we're going to be squirrely. <laughs> we unveiled the respite house last Sunday. And I think now, I think now we're just like. We're in La La Land. We're in La La Land because uh. we're relaxing for the first time in a year. <laughs> yeah. Is anybody out there? <laughs> I. Her people self. have been asking where you've been i'm here
0: with shingles <laughs> what's happening i think you give them to yourself but I, did we, get... I think we can we can dive into that so today we're, we're recording three episodes today and one of those will be stress which will be coming out soon so stay Do you tuned. want to talk about it for stress let's talk about it with stress okay. yeah forget table my shingles yeah jeez <laughs> oh, <sighs> so but we are... can talk about what we're talking about today okay what are we talking about minimalism <laughs> minimalism
1: i i love which I don't, I don't know i
0: don't know that i love the word minimalism because i'm on a couple of which is ironic that i'm going to say this because we're also going to be talking about social media today but i'm on a couple of minimalism groups mm-hmm. and i think
1: they're a little bit too extreme i like to wor- use the word like no clutter that's too simplified because i i think it is because okay so here's the one that i wrote down it says Minimalism is the only way <laughs> – this is extreme – is the only way to achieve happiness and inner peace by removing all unnecessary t- and distracting objects, including material possessions, tasks, and people. Oh, so it's more than just actual physical things. I think so. And mm. and, they, and the reason I wrote that one down is because it says, and people, yeah, and tasks. I and like I, that. And I mean – I and I'm more this way than you are. You're much more, your circle is larger. You're kind of like everybody's best friend. Whereas I am, I am kind of ruthless when it comes to people that bring positivity to my life.
0: Well, I see that, but I also see that having a lot of people in your life, as long as you have good boundaries, can also be minimalism. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think everybody can define minimalism like within what you just described. In for their them, own for specific
1: way. Which goes back to what we always say to women, you have to do you, right? Yeah, yeah for, like, sure. for sure. Like, my minimalism is not going to look like your minimalism. At yeah. the very basic level, I say it's less clutter in your life, emotional and physical clutter. Yeah. So do you have any clutter bugs in your house? Clutter bugs? Like, like people. Area- uh, oh, like your yeah. people. I feel like my, my
0: oldest daughter is just like me. She like sees a really cool box from Amazon and she's like, I'm going to do something with this. And so she saves, she saves everything.
1: That surprises me. She's a clutter bug. I think of you as being a minimalist. I don't think of you as being
0: cluttery. I wasn't like when I was, when I was younger though, I would be like, oh, that rock is cool. Let's take it home. Mm -hmm. So I I kept a lot, I kept a lot of things, but I think over the years, I think moving a few times after college, I. I was like, every time I move, I have to take all of this with me. Is it so important that I have this piece or that piece or that piece? And you,
1: I think you just eventually whittle it down. Did you, were you emotionally tied to your possessions? That sounds like what you're saying. Yeah. See, my husband and my daughter, Emily, are both tied to possessions. So yeah. like emotionally, yeah. when, if they lose something or if they can't find something or if they, if they buy something, even if it's, you know, if my husband had bought something at 17, it's still in our basement yeah. because he has an emotion or a memory yeah. tied to that. Whereas I'm like, if I haven't used this in a year, it's out the door for sure. Same. And, but I think that that comes with wisdom.
0: I, I think wisdom comes with age and experience because if you've ever cleaned out like a loved one's house after they've passed, mm-hmm. And you go through some of the things and you lift it out and you're like, I have no idea what the story is behind this, but it seems important because they saved it. And then you you think that same thought 5,000 times because they have that much stuff in their basement. You realize quickly all these things that mean even something small to me are going to mean absolutely nothing to the next person after me. So why am I letting it take space in my heart and in my mind for it to not mean anything literally 20 years from now and I'm not here or or 50 years from from now and I'm not here.
1: So in our family, we have kind of like this unspoken rule where when somebody dies in our family, you pick one item. To, rem- oh, to yes. remember them by, I love that. So you pick one item to remember them by, and mm-hmm. everything else gets donated. Because to, to your point, like generationally, yeah. you know what's important to you is not going to be important to your future generations. Right. It's just not, No. unless it's an heirloom of some sort. But yeah. but yeah, so we don't we don't really do that. And my but my family, I will say this: they get so mad at me because they like to hoard i yeah. call it hoarding yeah what i'll do because it gets so crazy mm-hmm. is i will wait until gary goes out of town or i will wait until emily's at school and then i will give them warnings mm-hmm. hey you know <laughs> figure this figure this out before this date because otherwise you're going to come home and you're going to be gone it's going to be gone <laughs> and i have a whole process with it so i take it i bag it i put it in the basement i leave it there for three months and if nobody notices it's gone uh-huh then it goes to the goodwill uh i like that process that's a good process yeah but yeah. i i cannot if i had my way i would have hardly just just the things just i the love thing. yeah in my house right yeah. now it's because i share a house with four other people i yeah. don't i don't get my way yeah same and i have to consider everybody else's feelings <laughs> yes which i don't love so yeah let, so we're going to talk kind of about the joy of minimalism like we'll talk about what it is, which we've already kind of talked on. Then we're going to talk about the true value that it brings to your life to just have less stuff. Yeah. And I just spilled the beans on what I do, but we'll talk about (laughs) basic first steps you can take to live a more minimalistic life.
0: Yep. But before we do that, let's hear from our first sponsor.
1: Hair loss is consistently ranked as one of the most feared side effects of chemotherapy treatment. The emotional impact chemo hair loss can have on patients has been well-documented, Scalp cooling is a simple treatment that can prevent hair loss caused by certain chemotherapy drugs. The use of scalp cooling is proven to be effective in preventing chemotherapy-induced alopecia and can result in people retaining much of their hair. Paxman is the global leader in scalp cooling. Their cold cap is scientifically proven to reduce hair loss during chemotherapy. If you are facing cancer treatment and concerned about losing your hair, ask your provider about scalp cooling and visit our website at www.coldcap.com.
0: All right, we are back. So we kind of already touched on the definition of minimalism and and talked about how it can be very unique for every person. But do you feel like there was like ever, do you feel like there was a turning point for you where you're like, having less things brings me more joy?
1: I mean, honestly, I will say that that was probably, the, maybe it's the whole reason we're doing this episode. I I think when I got cancer, hmm I realized how short life is, Mm -hmm. how little time we all have, no matter what, no matter Mm -hmm. if you have a cancer diagnosis or not, you're not guaranteed tomorrow. And I started really paring down my life during treatment. I mean, I would find, are you, are you done having a nice sip of your? I'm I could, sorry. Do I can I hear, the the, hear the ice? I'm I could sorry, hear the ice. I was, I'm parched this I'm morning. I'm sorry, <laughs> listener, Sarah, I needed to have a sip. <laughs> Mess with our sound. It's parched. No, I, I, I think that that's when I started to really slow down because minimalism mm-hmm. is about intentionality. Yes. And it's about, it's about really just living in the moment. It's mm-hmm. not just decluttering. And I started doing that when I got diagnosed and I mean, it was as simple as me reading a book in my chair by the window yeah. just all of a sudden was sparking so much joy. And so I started to realize that it's not the big things and it's not accumulation yeah. that makes me happy. Yeah. It's the small things. And I realized how little I needed to be truly content. Yeah, I I
0: totally hear you. And actually, what comes to my mind is something that I realized was that and I and I did I read a couple books, but there is there's a book called Why We Buy, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm sure this is probably some some people probably noticed this after they watched that like shopaholic. You remember with that that spunky redheaded girl, but like she, I can tell that I get like this hit of dopamine dopamine when I buy something new and fresh and sparkly, and then I get home and I'm like, oh, a week later, was that really even worth it? You know, even if it's like a new sweater could I have bought that resale? Do I really even love this? Or, or in that moment, did I just need that hit? And so I bought just whatever, like looked enticing in the moment. So, and I think that there's so much good marketing out there that that happened. So I started to, I being intentional started to be a lot more intentional about what is it that's drawing me to buy this right now? Is this something that I, I truly do need because I have a purpose for it, or is it something that I'm looking to fill a void for?
1: Yeah. And I think that a good litmus test is kind of what you just said. When you purchase something, when you eat something, when you do something, yes. did it spark joy? To use yeah. Marie Kondo's little, yes. little thing. Does yeah. this spark joy for you? Yeah. And if it doesn't, then it, you probably didn't need it.
0: Yeah. And it, it was actually after reading the Marie Kondo, I don't, I don't know that I followed all of her steps to a T, but there was a, a lot that I took from that book. And I think it was after that book that I started to be a lot more intentional with my buying Mm -hmm. with the things in my house and and also just realizing that I spend or any, all of us, we spend so much time cleaning and maintaining the things that are in our house that it's like, if you're going to invest so much time in all this stuff and it's taking you away from maybe something else that would bring a lot um, more joy or give you a lot more purpose, like what is the point of having this that you have to maintain? So I think I, every time I make an investment in a new purchase now, I go, is this something that I'm willing to invest the time in to maintain moving forward?
1: That's, I've got a big purge coming up because- we were kind of talking about it, but I've accumulated generational things from my mm-hmm. family over the years because at first I thought, well, this is really nice things that mm-hmm. I don't want to just die on the vine. And it's really that, and like, they don't make things like they used they to they don't make things yeah. like they used to at all. And so I'm thinking. so right now it's been in storage in my basement forever. But when I realize I'm not using it and it doesn't yeah. fit my lifestyle and yeah. And it's going to be really hard, but I'm going to get rid of it. Yeah. My mom's going to have a heart attack. But it's just it's just it's one of those things where I'm like that it stresses me out to have it take up space in my yeah. home. Yeah. And so I, I really want to get to the point where when I walk into every room, everything has a function. Yes. Everything has a place. Yes. And everything sparks joy.
0: Yep. yep and yep. when I
1: get to that place, I'll know I've a- I've arrived. Yeah. But yeah. I just might right now like honestly the stress that clutter brings me is i cannot explain it yeah i mean you've seen me when i'm like because i was my husband the other day was like the house is a mess and i said you know why because i've been so busy that i haven't been keeping up on it and this is what happens yeah and i'm like and then you and i walk in and we just feel bad yeah and it feels stressful yeah and it feels heavy and it feels like more work after we've put in a full day
0: yeah so it's like
1: i am ready for a change yeah i hear you i hear you i
0: have a big garage sale I love a garage sale I know you do I'm like I've got one in three weeks and I could not be more excited for it (laughs) no no, that that falls under the category of a ton of work for a $50 profit I would rather you know what I haven't had a garage sale where I didn't make 200 bucks still not worth it (laughs) you're so silly I love it but I also have that entrepreneurial spirit you do when people walk in and they're like you know, trying to haggle with you about something. I'm like, seriously, you're going to haggle with me over the 50 cents that I'm charging for that bundle of fabric? Right. It's no. so fun. I nope. think it's fun. I nope. think it's fun.
1: Nope. Nope. Uh... I will. I will call the Salvation Army and schedule a pickup, <laughs> put it all out on my porch and feel good that somebody else is getting the use out of the that things that true. I don't. I, th- that th- that's, is true. That's what makes me feel good. It's yeah. like, here you go. Or there's a nonprofit. Actually, this is great for you guys. If anybody's listening and you're paring down or you're getting rid of things there's a nonprofit in O'Fallon Missouri called the sharing shed and they help people transition into homes like so if they they get they're getting a new home but they don't have any furnishings Mm -hmm. they don't have any of the things that make up a home the sharing shed is part of a church called Summit Church in O'Fallon and they will they have a whole storage unit or not a unit like a warehouse warehouse yeah. where you can drop off your things good condition people don't give them your junk but good condition <laughs> furniture or interior items and they will then use those to help furnish homes that need it so yeah that's that's another place where it's really good to drop off things and and to feel good about where yeah. your things are going you know yeah. you could help a family that doesn't have those kind of things for sure for sure so yeah Well, before we kind of talk about all the benefits of minimalism, do you want to do Boobs in the News? Let's do it. Okay. Boobs in the News is a fun segment where we read funny tweets by real people or ridiculous news stories. Boobs in the News is brought to you by Pink Perfect, -perfect pink-perfect.com. Pink Perfect provides silicone prosthetic nipples for women who have undergone mastectomy and breast reconstruction with nipple removal. Visit pink-perfect.com and use promo code Through Fire to receive $25 off your purchase.
0: fibs in the news. Babes in the news. Bibs
1: in the news. All right. This is from the AP News, right? Okay. This just happened, more or less. A woman who accidentally dropped her cell phone into the hole of an outhouse <laughs> in, a <national> for- <laughs> in a national forest. In a national forest.
0: So you know it was like a composting toilet. Uh-huh.
1: In a national forest fell in while trying to retrieve it and had to be rescued by firefighters in Washington State. Oh,
0: that is... That's awful. That's so gross on so many levels. So gross. All right, so... Would you have gone in after your phone if you'd have dropped it? Heck no! No. That phone's gone. Gone.
1: Gone. Gone. That's that's an excuse to get a new phone. Yeah. Like, no, absolutely not. So it says the fire chief said that the woman who was at the top of Mount Walker did I say that weird? Walker. (laughs) (laughs) Mount Walker. in the Olympic National Forest in north or I guess northwest of Seattle had been using her phone when it fell into the toilet on Tuesday. So first of all, she was using her phone in the toilet. Okay. Do you do that? No. That's gross. Not not especially not in
0: a national forest. I'm not like hanging out in those kinds of bathrooms. Now
1: now I will say I have used I have perused my phone while I'm going to the bathroom at home. Well, yeah, but you're not like you're not I'm not over an outhouse Right Like a Johnny on the spot Or something yeah. That's just gross That's yeah. That We're gonna do technology next You know That is a sign you're addicted to your phone When you're in an outhouse <laughs> In a national forest And you still have to be on your phone
0: You know I will say I had a, like a A, a butt clinchy close call Once when my daughter was Three I think We went into A porta porta john mm-hmm. And I had I had I didn't have like I wear leggings a lot And I didn't have any of the side pockets I, I had no pockets And so I I put my phone in my mouth Ew
1: You just hold it all day. It's just Full of germs. Oh,
0: I mean, I hear you, but I mean, it was either that or set it somewhere in a porta john. Right, right, so right. Which, you which the, is better, the, my own a... germs in my mouth or the germs of the porta john? Right, and then on my hand. So I put it in my mouth and my mouth opened just a little bit, and it it literally bounced off the toilet seat and then onto the floor. Yeah. But it like it was centimeters from going right in that toilet. But I would I would have been okay. right there
1: with that lady. So you want to know what she did to try to get the phone? Yes. It says she disassembled the toilet seat and then used dog leashes. To try and get the phone, and eventually use the leashes to tie herself off. What? As she reached for well, it, how deep was this hole? That effort failed, and she fell into the toilet headfirst.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, it says, my mouth. it
1: says the woman was alone and tried to get out for ten to fifteen minutes. Reunited with her phone, she called nine one one. Can from, you imagine inside the toilet? Can you imagine the smell? Oh, my gosh. Ew, gross. Oh, okay. my gosh. Ugh, said, we got to move on. I'm okay. going gonna, gonna to puke. Okay. Uh, she was washed down and strongly encouraged to seek medical attention after being exposed to human waste, but she only wanted to leave and refuse medical care. Yeah, and I'm sure she is mortified that, she there, is now be mortified. A, that there is now a new story out there about that. She should cool. be mortified. They don't identify her, at least not in the part Thank that goodness. I read. Yeah, yeah, they're nice. There's yeah. your boob. Boob.
0: Bibs and the news, fibs and the news, bibs and the news. All right, we are back. So, what can minimalism do for you? I mean, I've already touched on some of this, but yeah. less stress. Yep. De- definitely more energy because now you have l- lots of less things to stress about. So here's something that I think that you could be better at. Are you ready? Me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I... But you're going to oh, okay. You're going to Hold on. I got to get on the edge of my seat. I'm like...
1: I know. And then you can tell me what I'd be better at. So <laughs> I... It's like real life coaching. I actually think that this is something where it's probably not a problem for you, but I look at it and think, how do you do this? Oh. You, I, for me, minimalism looks like less time commitments for other things and more because when i have too many things on my schedule it's just it's too much and uh-huh. i feel stressed but for you you are like the little energizer bunny where you will literally cram 50 things in one day yeah. and go from thing to thing and not even think twice about it yeah and it stresses me out to watch you do
0: it <laughs> that's hilarious but, you, but you, okay so you want to know my mindset on that yes is that i would rather cram lots in one day so that the next day that I could do I my mind doesn't have to think about anything
1: Sarah the days that you have where you're doing very little are like slim to none no yes no they're not they're I they practically are they live with you <laughs> <laughs> I mean practically live with you I love how you're like I mean
0: practically, I, downtown. But, but I, I mean downtown. I just I, I've trained myself because here's what ends up happening like I, I'm the type of person who even when I was on maternity leave and you're supposed to do nothing I would put things in those days because that's I just function better that way. Like well, you and I are doers. My 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 brain is constantly going. So if I'm not doing something throughout my day, and then my brain will go, today this is too much. And most of the time, I just take
1: the things off that are are the things that are requiring me to think more. You okay? You say that, but when you commit to something, you follow through on your commitments. Like most of the time, I try of, to. Most of the time, yeah. unless you're like in peril and you're like, I need a I need a self care day. Yeah, but. I'm just saying, like, you will schedule things out months in advance, and then you're yeah. committed to them. Yeah. And then it's like, I mean, I don't know how you do it. So yeah. anyway. But uh, for, thank but you for the feedback. I hear you. It's not feedback. I mean, it's it's not even, like, it works for you. No. It just would never work for me. Right. I, my brain would explode. Yeah. Here's something I want to talk about, because we kind of touched on it. Less toxic or negative people can be a form of min- minimalism. Now, you mm-hmm. have said you're willing to allow people like that in your life. You just put boundaries in place. For sure. Whereas I unless i'm related to them and i have no choice right out i cut them right out see and i and i think it's not not in a mean way no
0: no no no. it's i think i think we're just we're different and everybody's different which is great but i think i always see that the the potentially the quote air quote toxic people or the people those the people who suck a little bit more energy require a little bit more boundaries one because it teaches them that it's you are being a living example to them that it is safe to set boundaries because usually they're toxic because they have not been shown boundaries or know how to set them themselves. But also because people that suck a little bit more energy usually n- need help in some way. I know, and, you want to fix them. And and it is a little the fixer in me that is like, if you cut them out, are you doing them an even greater disservice? Or if you just set boundaries with them, would you train them in a different <laughs> way? Sit. Stay. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not tra- not You're trained. Tra- That's not what I mean. I mean, just like I don't it takes a lot for me to completely give up on somebody because I-, I have seen people turn their life around and being the catalyst or at least being an example to them about what it could be like to turn your life around. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect by any means, but I I, I mean, the way that I so- I say this, it sounds like. If I have ever been left by a friend or somebody that I've known because they thought I was that toxic person, I would have felt horrible if they thought that was me and they didn't at least tell me or show me how I could be different. Because I think that there is a way that everybody can can learn more and always be adjusting and changing. If if you have been that example and you have given them that feedback over a long period of time and and you have just decided this is even with boundaries in place, you are sucking me dry. Then that's when it's like that's when I would say absolutely Mm -hmm. peace.
1: (laughs) How many times in your life have you. you cut
0: somebody out because of that? I mean, not many. Yeah, I could probably count on one or two
1: hands, but I mean, I think that. Just... Oh, I mean, that's a lot if you have two hands. I <laughs> well, I,
0: I've, I've had thirty six years to that's accumulate tr- those people. That's so. true. That's yeah. true.
1: I, I am less tolerant, and I admit that because yeah. I, I kind of paint people, and this is this is a something I work on because <laughs> I also agree that people can change. However, more or less, people either have that fixed or growth mindset. Yeah, if they are a fixed mindset. And I don't see much hope in getting them to then change to a growth mindset. And then they are just exhausting to be around mm-hmm. because it is the whole woe is me all the time. Mm-hmm. I can't. Well, I mean, I think I think this is where you say, what boundaries
0: am I setting for myself? And if your boundary is, I will... You have said this to me. You had a friend that you went to drinks with or something and you and they had the same complaint every single time. Mm -hmm. And you said, I'm going to let you talk about this for 10 more minutes. And then after that, we're going to move forward because, you know, you know what I think about this. And I know that you need a, a healthy way to vent about this. But sitting sitting in the same place and complaining about the same things year after year and it's not getting you anywhere. I mean it's what do they the the definition of stup- insanity is, sanity is doing the
1: same thing and expecting a different result like I don't know I just think it's interesting there's there's a point where you have to think about your own mental health for sure And that sounds really selfish on my end like no, oh I don't no, care it's, about your problems it's I don't not. I, I don't you know you're not allowed to have any problems it's not that at all I've I've had so many amazing conversations and the ability to support people so- through some really hard things but I just have so little tolerance for drama Because that's a boundary that you set. Is that it?
0: Yeah. Okay. You
1: have a a boundary. You have a drama boundary. I have a drama boundary. Yeah. I can't stand it when drama finds me. I cannot stand it. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about how you respond. But I think it's interesting to point out that. People, that has everything that to people, do with minimalism. Yeah, minimalism yeah. can include the people in your life, for sure. And it doesn't mean like chucking them to the curb, which is what I make it sound like. I always <laughs> tell people who love who can't quite sever. You mm-hmm. know, I'm like just love them from afar. Yeah, you're always respectful. Right. You're always kind. Yeah, you're always sympathetic. Yeah, but, but you they, don't you don't have to get in the hole with them. No, yeah, no. And I mean, it's self preservation. Yeah. I can't go there because when I live in that world, my mental state suffers. Right. So yeah. You know, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Anyway. moving on. So let's talk uh, about another benefit, which is like more money. If you're yeah. minimalistic, I, I have to share my thing. So when I realized
0: that I was buying a lot of things for that dopamine hit, I set a goal for myself to not go to Target for mm-hmm. an entire year for uh, a year. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And actually, I could do that easy. Actually, I, I was successful. I did purchase from Target. It was only twice. It was for shower gifts because they were registered there and I bought online. So I still have a pretty. I'm. I'm pretty not anti-target. I do like Target. But I don't understand the obsession. People
1: are obsessed well, with Target. It's,
0: yeah, Target. Is, so if you've ever read, if you've ever read the Why People Buy book, I think it's the Why People Buy book. There's a book out there, and they talk about how Target was on the cutting edge of basically consumer you, behavior. Consumer behavior. Mm-hmm. And if the the second that you search something, they online, and this is where the whole like cookies and I don't understand all that stuff, but it means they can track it. They literally understand what's happening in your life and then they they target you right (laughs) ha ha they target you hilarious but like i remember the first time i got pregnant i hadn't told anybody and i got like a thing in the mail about buy yeah, your diapers you, here because you know this, they're there. buying data on you yeah because because target and this is all in that book because target realizes when they get those parents young then it's just like that becomes your place mm-hmm. and they have you for life yeah. so
1: yeah i i never jumped on the target bandwagon every time i go there i just think i i think of them mm-hmm. targeting me yeah manipulating me yeah you know luring me in with yeah. their fine goods they, i just they have, I, they're i mean they they got it Going on, they they have found that market where they can just you know give you the illusion of really fine things for a really good price point. Yeah, yeah. But I so, I just have never been obsessed. But that's an interesting point. I I found that I spent a lot less money mm-hmm. when I did
0: that, and and it also just you know again it goes back to boundaries. It it put a boundary in my mind of like going to Target is you know how you're going to spend money, and you need to find your dopamine hits in a different place.
1: So in that vein, I love to read, mm-hmm. and the year that my husband got me a Kindle, like my life was drastically altered forever because Mm -hmm. I could, with a click of a button, buy 10 books on Amazon (laughs) and read them leisurely, like 10 books at a time, Uh pick this one up, put that one down. And our bill every month of what I bought on Amazon and books was insane. This was before I figured out what Libby was and how you could rent, you know, you can't get
0: the best books off of the library. But yeah, you can get um, the majority of them.
1: I'm always on a waiting list. But yeah, you know, again, you know, so when Gary and I were talking about cutting back and not spending as much and just paring down our life, he's like, you know, it's an expense that's, you know, 50 bucks every month or $60 or I mean, could it's be upwards of of a 100. He's like, it's your books because you're with a click of a button. You're buying a $7.99 book, a twelve ninety nine book. And it four, seems small. And it seems small. And then you add it up and you're thinking it's like subscriptions. You're like, yeah. oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. So I did the same thing that said, okay. I'm I'm not going to buy my books online anymore. Yeah. I have to go to Barnes & Noble and pick up a book mm-hmm. if I really want to read it. Well, yeah. guess what? I didn't want to really read books that bad mm-hmm. because my book consumption went from 10 a month down to maybe one every two months. Yeah. Which is kind of so, sad because you're not reading as much. But yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I questioned the, how much I was really enjoying the book. Yeah. Because I was picking and choosing through 10 different books instead right. of being focused on one book well. Yeah. I was cut. My poor little, you know, brain was trying to manage ten books. So yeah. I actually think that that helped me. It saved me money, and then it also defined my focus. So I, yeah. I feel you on that. That's yeah. not a bad idea. Yeah. Is Gary on
0: on board with you, like getting rid of stuff? No. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. He hates it.
1: Er- and Eric, in a, Eric will literally be like,
0: "What happened to the minute you Such and out? such, and I'm like, "We haven't used it in
1: ten years." And he'll be like, "Well, I need it today." Right. <laughs> well, that's how Gary is. He'll he'll not Shoot. use something forever. Forever, he had his polo shirts from high school in his closet. What? Polo shirts, okay? <laughs> when have you seen a man? He still
0: fit into them? No.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, t- t- bring him to me. I'll turn him into a quilt. Right. I mean and the minute I throw it out it's like where's that green polo I'm like what are you what yeah but inevitably when I throw something out like that he does want it the next day yeah what so let's talk about like we've talked about not buying unnecessary things we've talked about kind of decluttering everything has a place I trash my kids stuff all the time there's stuff that comes home from school yep 99.9% of it goes in the trash when they're not looking yep I mean I get rid of anything that I haven't pulled out
0: in a year here's here's one of my big tips and I've actually I'm I'm working on my girls on this because, and Eric, because one of the things that I cannot stand is when anybody goes, where is da 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 da? And it's like, I already have to keep track of all of my stuff mm-hmm. and I have come up with a plan for it and I want to encourage you to do that. So, in Marie Kondo her thing is when you come home from any place everything gets
1: put back where it belongs. Oh my God that is my husband's pet peeve when people don't put things back Yes. and guess what he's the only one that puts things back.
0: Oh well, that's me. I, I go to my closet my shoes go away I go I hang out my mm. coat I put my keys in the exact same spot my purse stays in the same spot like because then that way there is no guesswork or question on where everything is and I hate when I give my daughter allowance and she's like I don't know where my purse is and I'm like great
1: you've got all this money saved up and you don't even know where it is (laughs) Mm -hmm. no i mean my husband's the only one that puts things back where it belongs it drives him insane yep me and i think i am responsible for showing the kids that they don't need to put things back where they belong yep and so now that's just the way we live and gary's frustrated because he's outnumbered yeah and so all day every day is mom have you seen yes dad have you seen yeah i can't find yeah will you help me find yeah and we want to scream but it is a monster of our own making well then change it we can yeah and that's what i told gary i said especially now that we've kind of gotten our lives back because we're a little bit less busy yeah it's going to be a priority yeah so all right so before we close out today's episode let's hear from
0: our final sponsor Innsbruck Resort is a proud sponsor of the Faith Through Fire Respite House and the Besties with Breasties podcast. We know you work hard, but at Innsbruck,
1: we also know you want to disconnect from what's stressing you out and reconnect with the important things in your life. Innsbruck makes it easy by offering lakefront living and
0: vacationing less than 45 minutes from St. Louis. Vacation homes, golf, swimming,
1: nature trails, fun events, and more. Take a drive and discover Innsbruck. Visit Innsbruck dash resort.com and we're back all right so what what do we want people to know about minimalism how does I'm, that pertain to people like what I, why did we put this in quality of life <laughs> so uh, i think this just just
0: uh, incorporating any kind of practices around minimalism whether it's people relationships physical things i think it just has, has been a game changer on my quality of life I agree. regardless of breast cancer or not i think this is just like it's just one of those things that it raises your awareness and your intentionality around so many aspects of your purchasing and your daily life, your home life. And then when you walk in that door, there's just something to be said about walking into a piece and not walking into a to-do list.
1: It's getting off the freaking rat wheel. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it's like we're all on this on this rat wheel where we constantly feel this consumption need. And yeah. when you finally step off of that and say, I'm not playing this game. Yeah. It's like laying your head down on the pillow and having the best sleep of your life. Yeah.
0: What is that saying where it's like being uh, true gratefulness is is being thankful for what you already have or Mm -hmm. whatever and, and actually being, you know, living, living in the things that you have and not always living in the place of I want.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or
0: life would be better if I had. It's not
1: true. Yeah. That's the thing. No. It's not true. It'd be one yeah. thing if it were true. Yeah. If it was like, if I only had this, if I only yeah. had that, if I only got to live this way. Yeah. I mean, that people think that that's true. But then studies have shown that people who reach that pinnacle then don't feel that way. Like, look yeah. at Tom Brady was kind of famous for that, right? Like, he won like a trillion Super Bowl rings. I'm uh-huh. not a sports person. But every time <laughs> he win a ring, it was like, he was kind of like, okay, well you know, he, he wasn't as fulfilled as he thought he would be reaching this pinnacle of success. And it's like, how many studies and how many celebrities and how many really well-to-do people do we have to hear from where they say it's not all it's cracked up to be? Yeah. It's like, it's just not true. Right. So if you want to be happier, do less. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right, guys. Till next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Besties with Breasties podcast. Leave us a voicemail or share your own experience on bestieswithbreastiespodcast.com. And don't forget to leave a five-star review. This episode was hosted by Sarah Hall and Beth Wilmes. Audio and production edits by Innovative Frequencies.